Hi there. You know, we've been looking at Moses in the wilderness with the whining, griping children of Israel and how he ended up not entering into the promised land because they provoked him so desperately. So uh, in, in Exodus 17, 5 through 7, God told Moses to, they were crying for water. They, they, there was no water. They were crying for water. And the Lord told Moses to take the rod that he had struck the Nile with and come before the children of Israel um, and, and, and strike the rock. That's, uh, it says, Go before the people and take with thee the elders of Israel and thy rod wherewith you smote the river and take in your hand and go and I will stand before thee upon the rock in Horeb and thou shalt smite the rock. And so he did that and water came gushing out. So then in Numbers 20, 7 through 12, we see the story where, where once again, they're griping about not having any water and, <clears throat> and God tells Moses to... Um, to speak to the rock. And Moses gets angry at the people and he strikes it twice. So God told him, because you didn't sanctify me in the eyes of the people, uh, you're not going to enter into the promised land. And that seems kind of cruel, but when we stop and think that God is establishing a law and a pattern in the Old Testament that will be revealed in the New Testament. And so um, in the Old Testament, the New Testament is concealed. In the New Testament, the Old Testament is revealed. And so we see on Jesus Christ on the cross, he's the rock being struck. And you can't repeat the cross. Uh, sometimes people try to. They try to live out the curse and, and live out, uh, be Jesus themselves, and, and deny what he paid a, pri a high price for. When God is saying, just simply speak the word now, speak the word only and my servant shall be healed, the, the guy said. Remember? Speak the word only and, and, you, and my servant shall be healed. So um, our, our way of dealing with this, our way of releasing God's power, our way of getting water out of the rock now is to speak to it. Jesus is the rock. He is the word made flesh. So the word of God would be the rock. And we speak that word and water comes gushing out. And we have to get good at that. We have to get practiced in that. Uh, we have to get a revelation of it. And then we have to get disciplined in that revelation. And so I'll, I'll just say that because the day we live in is a day of deep darkness covering the earth. And people are of a corrupt mind. They're void of judgment. They're, they're what is it? A, a mind void of judgment. They're... Uh, um, he turns them over to a reprobate mind. And it says in Thessalonians that God sends a strong delusion because they did not honor God. He sends a strong delusion on people. And so that's what we're dealing with today. If you wonder what in the world is going on, that's what's going on. Perilous times are coming because it's the end of the age. It's an end of an age and pressures are happening and coming from different places. But we have a safe place. Let me go, let me jump over there and tell you the return of Jesus Christ, the rapture of the catching way of the church is, a, is likened unto the children being delivered out of Egypt. Egypt is symbolic of the world system. And so we're in this world, but we're not of it. And uh, God had a land called Goshen 
that he put his children in, he put the Hebrew children in and told them to stay there and he would nurture them there. And in Genesis 45, 10 and 11, this is a picture of Joseph revealing himself to his brothers. And he said, uh, he said to them, go home and get my father and bring him back. And thou shalt dwell in the land of Goshen. Now, Goshen means drawing near, uh, approaching or drawing near. And he said, thou shalt dwell in the land of Goshen. Thou shalt be near unto me, thou and thy children, and thy children's children, and thy flocks and thy herds and all that thou hast. And there will I nourish thee, for yet there are five years of famine, lest thou and thy household and all that thou hast come to poverty. So there were going to be another five years of famine. And uh, he, he put them in a land of protection. You and I, if you have Jesus Christ in your life, if you're a child of God and you've received Christ, if you haven't, please do. <laughs> it's the safest place to be in the midst of all this darkness. Um, but you, the, the, the drawing near, learning to uh, operate in these principles that we've talked about in these podcasts. Praying for others is a safe place to be. Uh, but he said there's going to be another five years of famine, lest thou and thy household and all that you have come to poverty. And then it says in, in Exodus 8, this is in the midst of the judgments coming upon Egypt. He said, I will sever in that day the land of Goshen, in which my people dwell, that no swarms of flies shall be there to the end that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the earth, and I will put a division between my people and thy people. Tomorrow shall this sign be. And then in 926 of Exodus, it says, Only in the land of Goshen, where the children of Israel were, was there no hail. So the judgments that were coming upon Egypt did not come upon the children of Israel. Because they were in a safe place. And uh, Noah built an ark for the salvation of its household. The same waters that drowned the people lifted Noah's ark up and took him to higher ground. So we live in a time, yea, deep darkness upon the earth. Yes, we do. But uh, in the midst of all this darkness, we can walk in the light. And we can live in the light. And we can, but it takes drawing near to God because uh, I always look at Psalm 91 and think, man, if a thousand fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand and it won't come near me, that's going to be hard to hold my faith steady if I see people falling all around me and think it's not going to happen to me. So we really have to stay filled with the Spirit of God. And you know how you do that? Through psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Staying in the Word of God. Jesus is the Word made flesh. Keep that Word before our eyes. His Word is quick and powerful, sharper than any double-edged sword, cutting asunder the soul from the Spirit. His Word is alive. He said, my Word is spirit and life. And so uh, we stay alive, and the life swallows up death. It tries to come upon you. You know, years ago in my Bible study, uh, we had a lady come do a nutrition class for us. And I'll never forget this. She shared that how, you know, you have, you go in the store, you have organic and then natural foods, but you have organic foods and they cost a little more. 
And she was saying that when the, when the soil, you know, in the Old Testament, God even had the Hebrew children rest the land for the seventh year. They had to rest the land. Well, um, she was saying that when the soil is strong and healthy, the plant is strong and healthy and, uh, and, and it will um, uh, ward off, if you will, the bugs and the insects and whatnot. But when the soil is weak, then then uh, evil. Come, I mean, the 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 disease comes up on the plant and eats it. And so man created. Um, what, what did he create? Uh, something to to spray the plant with. I can't think of the, what it is right now. But to it created a. a a medicine, if you will, to spray the plant with, dis disinfectant to spray the plant with, and keep the, the diseases and the bugs off of the plant. Well, if the soil is strong, when, when, you're, when you have a strong spirit, uh, when your spirit is strong and you're strong in the Lord and the power of His might, darkness is not going to be so attracted to you. In fact, uh, I remember John Osteen years ago saying, you know, the devil's walking down the street they look over at your house and say, don't go in there because they'll beat you up. You got to know who you are in Christ and exercise your authority in Christ. And you won't have near the problems that you would have if you didn't know how to do that. That takes us back to the knowledge of God, having a knowledge of God. So we want to get in our land of Goshen. We want to be in the land of drawing near. We want to stay close to God in the days ahead. One way to do that is through praying and come back and go over these podcasts that we've been doing and getting our motives pure and getting the obstacles out of the way and learning how to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. You're going to spend your energy somewhere. Might as well spend it on victory. Might as well spend it on victory. And um, let me just share a few scriptures with you, though. This is Psalm 50, verse 23. Whoso offereth praise glorifies me. Remember the glory raised Jesus from the dead. So when we're praising God, we're offering praise and it brings glory to God and we get caught up in that. And you know, I remember years ago hearing a man teach on that. He was a praise and worship leader and he's talking on that. When you get caught up in praise and worship with the Lord, uh, it's a recreation time. It's a place of being recreated. We are new creatures in Christ. The old things are passed away and all things are new and the new things are of God. Whoso offers praise glorifies me and to him that orders his conversation aright will I show the salvation of God. He orders his conversation aright. If we order our conversation aright, remember when Jesus, I always go back to this, and Lazarus, uh, they came and told Jesus, the one whom you love is sick. What was Jesus' first response to that? This sickness is not to the advantage of death. It's not unto death, but for the glory of God that through it, the Son of God be glorified. So his, his, he ordered his conversation right there. And when he got there four days later, God raised Lazarus up from the dead. It's important what we say initially right off when something happens. What we say, I, I talk back to the TV all the time. I talk back to the news all the time. We are children of the Most High God, and we have 
the ability to replenish. Do you know what it says in Acts about blessing, uh, blessing someone? Because I know there's a lot of corrupt, wicked people out there, and you think, I'm not, I can't bless them. I can't bless that. Well, this set me free. Because it says in Acts chapter 3, towards the end of the chapter, that um, he, he blessed them by turning them from their iniquities. So the first step to the blessing, the speaking the blessing, and the blessing is to speak well of, okay? Joseph had the blessing in him when he went to prison. He had the blessing in him in Egypt, and he took care of Egypt in the midst of famine. The blessing, he said, bless the, he blessed them by turning them from their iniquities. The first step to the blessing is to start turning somebody's heart away from evil towards good. And that's what God's grace does. So the blessing would bring the grace of God to help somebody. Now, everybody's not going to respond to this, but there's a lot of people out there that could respond to it and would respond to it if it was put out there for them to respond to. So then another scripture is Romans 4, 17. It says, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. This is about Abraham and the Lord saying to him, as it is written, I've made you a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickens the dead. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you and I and quickens our mortal body. We need a revelation of that. You and I need a revelation of that. The healthcare, uh, uh, the healthcare provision in our time in earth is not there. So we need to learn how to uh, dwell, and we can look at that in the future, in God's healthcare. Heaven, the kingdom of heaven has its own healthcare system has its provisional system. God who quickens the dead and calls those things which be not as though they were. He calls those things that be not as though they were. In the, in the early days of my walk with God, uh, there was a, the, the power of confession, speaking the word started coming to the forefront. And some people said, I'll speak what I want to. Nobody tells me what I can or cannot say. I thought, well, okay, well, nobody's going to tell you what you can or cannot say. But we, what we started doing was, it says, call those things that w- which be not as though they were. We were calling those things that were as though they weren't. You get the difference there? Call those things that were as though they weren't. In other words, a cold is coming upon me. And instead of saying, thank you, Jesus, that by your stripes I was healed, and overriding the cold with the healing word of God, we were saying, I don't have a cold, I don't have a cold, I don't have a cold. And that's not what he said. He said, call those things which be not as though they were. So we're calling things to come into manifestation. I personally believe everything's out there. Everything's really stored up in in us, in Christ. The rich treasures of his glory are in here. But as we speak it out, We are releasing God's power and all those little particles come out and eventually come into manifestation of what you're believing for. Man, we got to think about that. You got to meditate on that. I'll leave you with that. Meditate on calling things that be not as though they were. 
and they'll come into be. In Jesus' name. God bless you. I look forward to our next time. We'll see what... I'm not sure where we're going from here, but we're going to continue studying His Word. Amen. God bless you.